This is the Off Mic Podcast, a radio show about radio life, with your host students from Nate's Radio and Television Program. What's up? You're listening to the Off Mic Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Uremchuk, and joining me today is Sportsnet's very own Kyle Bukoskis. Kyle, how's it going, man? Good, Tyler. Good to be on with you, my friend. Awesome. Thanks for joining me. Um, for those who might not be too familiar with you, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what you do with Sportsnet, where you're from, that type of thing. Yeah, well, i fortunate enough to uh, be with Sportsnet for the last three years now. Um, started in Toronto, was in Ottawa the last two years, and now most recently I just moved to Montreal at the beginning of September to uh, host Ringside uh, Regional Broadcast for the Montreal Canadiens uh, on Sportsnet. Um, I grew up uh, out west on Vancouver Island and I uh, actually went to went to school, did my broadcasting schooling uh, in Calgary at State. Um, so anyway, so I've, I've covered covered a lot of ground in in, in a short time, and um, you know I'm thoroughly enjoying my time here in in Montreal, and it's it's been an absolute blast being able to to cover the the Canadiens and and to to go to the Bell Center for for 41 home games this year. It's it's, it's pretty special. Yeah, that that's awesome. I mean, you mentioned it. You've covered a lot of ground really quick, and you are so young. You're only 23, right? 23 years old, yes. Yeah, that's kind of insane when you consider the industry that you're in. Have there been any challenges that come with being so young in an industry that does have a lot of vets, I guess? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, part of it is when you get into this at, at a young age, obviously people are, are going to look at you and, and, and wonder, you know, okay, well, why is this kid here? Why, why is he getting these opportunities? And, and you know, obviously you're going to be compared to guys that have been around and, and been doing this for for decades, right, and, and have built uh, a pedigree and, and are known around around the media industry and, and around viewers across Canada, and, and to come into a situation like that, you know, obviously there's there's, there's challenges because, you know, I, for me personally, I, I don't want to be, be viewed as, as, as the kid that's, that's coming along and, and still developing and, and working his way way to get somewhere, you know, obviously that, that is very much the case, and, and there is a development process to it. Um, for me, I, I want to be able to come in and, and, and act like I belong. I want to put in, put in the work and, and, you know, to make sure that, that when, when people look back that, you know, uh, it was, it was the right decision to, to give me an opportunity and I, I want to do well and, and make the company look good. And, and yes, you know, obviously I, I, I come across looking as a, a young face on, on television and stuff compared to people that have, that have been doing it uh, a lot longer than I have, but, um, in the same breath, I, I want to make sure that, that I'm putting in as, as much effort and, and working just as hard and, and trying to trying to do just as good a job as, as those that have been around a lot longer than I have. Yeah, it's definitely uh, very interesting. Um, so you are only 23, and most people at 23 don't even want don't even know what they want to do with their careers yet. At what age did you know this was definitely something you wanted to do with your life? Well, I I think it was. It was in the the tenth grade. I, I I reached out to to my local radio station and and one of the DJs there who hosted the afternoon show, uh, who also uh, did play by play for the uh, junior B hockey team in, in town. And and so I would grow up. You know, I grew up as a, as a kid listening to to him call games on on cable television on on Sundays when they when they replay the the hockey game from from the previous Friday night. And I reached out to him and. And just because I, I had an interest in it, and I wanted to see, you know, what what really it was it was like working in, in radio and television. And he was very kind enough to to bring me into the station, and and it kind of started from there. I kind of got to see what it, what it was all about. I began interning there in, in high school. I would do board hopping. Um, I would help out with 
with different community events that the radio station would be a part of, and, and eventually got to do a little bit of on-air stuff that summer. He went away on vacation. I'd fill in and, and do, do sportscasts for, for the radio station. And, and from there, I, you know, instantly you kind of knew that this is what I wanted to do. And, and then it was about finding the, the right school to, to go to and, and try to get an education in it and, and make, a, make a career out of it or at least get something started. Um, and I, I, I applied to Ryerson and, and to State, and, and at the time, Ryerson was, was the first choice for me um, just because it, it had a pretty darn good reputation. It was a four-year program. It was in a city like Toronto or, you know, it's kind of the, that's, that's the hub as far as sports media goes in, in this country and, and where everyone wants to be. Um, I didn't get in there and, and, and was fortunate enough to get into state. And I think that was an absolute blessing in disguise with state being only a, a two year program. And, and they do a fantastic job about getting you in and, and giving you some hands on experience and, and giving you a real taste of, of what it's like to, to work in the news and the sports world, either in radio or, or television. And, and from there, I was fortunate enough to, to get, get a job with, with Sportsnet. Uh, not that long afterwards, and and it was on from there. But but I would say right around right around grade ten, as soon as I got into high school, I I gone from wanting to be an actor to to wanting to get into uh, into sports media and and to do stuff like reading highlights. Like you know, I would grow up, I'd watch Don Taylor on Sportsnet and and Jay and Dan on TSN, and and I love watching those guys. They seem to have so much fun every morning. It was a great way to get your day started. And I just thought, you know, I I wanted to do what 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 they did. They go out, they go out and have fun. They get to talk about sports, and I couldn't imagine a, a better job. And I've been fortunate enough to, to be to be where I am now uh, already. It's 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 pretty special and and you know certainly something that I wake up every day reminding myself how fortunate I am that I get to do it. Yeah, you already answered my next question. I was going to say the disappointment maybe of not getting into Ryerson, but then the two-year program at Sate. I mean, it's advanced your career so much. Uh, was there anyone at Sate that like really helped get you going? The instructors there are, are so good. I mean, you you look at Beasley who does. Um, the public address announcing it at a saddle dome for the Flames. He was he was so good to me during during my time there. I mean, he, he brought me down to the dome one day and, and showed me around and, and gave me a taste of of what life can can be like. You know, covering hockey on on a on a day to day basis, and and that again just only you know sparked the flame even even further for me to try to try to get into this and 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 to do this for for a career but the instructors there were were so good and i can go down a list and richard strogrant and, and lisa mcdonald and and shane mcqueen and all those guys the instructors there that that really had made the time for you and 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 put in the work with you and, and if you wanted to put in the work you know they were going to help you out as, as, as best you can and and as well there was there was a lady there that uh, by the name of lindsay english um, who really was was the reason why I, I was able to get my my start at, at Sportsnet. Uh, she was there just working with the uh, the communications department uh, with the athletic program, and we worked together because I would you know volunteer my time to do play by play for the webcasts of volleyball games and basketball and, and hockey and all that. And she was in charge of, of scheduling people to do that, so she got familiar with my work in in that sense. And she just happened to tell me, in, you know, towards the, the end of the year that. Uh, her dad at the time was was the news director at at Sportsnet, and and you know, full full credit to her. She had she did not have to do this, but she went out to her dad and and said, hey, look, you know, I got you got this kid here. He wants to get into the sports. You know, he's he seems like he's he's not bad. You should you should take a look at his stuff. And and he agreed to do that. And I'd been working on on a demo tape um, to try to get to go out and, and apply for jobs because school was going to be ending in a couple of months. Um, so I had a demo reel ready, and and on it went to to him, and and it was a couple of days uh, later. I was actually 
at Nate at the at the, the broadcasting workshop there uh, on a Saturday, and I, I had gotten a, an email from from Scott Moore that that said, "Hey, look, you know your your demo reel got passed on to me, and I, you know, we want to bring you out to Toronto for for an interview and and an audition." And and you know, you almost you don't believe it at first, right? Like it just it didn't add up because yeah. that's not that's not how how it goes. Yeah, I was fully prepared to go start somewhere small. I was applying jobs in North Battleford and then small towns like that just to try to get a start. Um, and, and to get something like that, it just com- completely changes everything in, in an instant. And, and so I went out there uh, afterwards and, and uh, to, to interview in Toronto. That was a few months later in June. And, and the rest, they, they say it's history. But uh, a number of people there in, in, say, to, in, in different capacities were a huge reason why I was able to, to get a a good foundation for, for starting in my career. And then, as I said, you know, Lindsay was really the backbone to, to give me an opportunity to start somewhere like Sportsnet pretty much uh, right off the hop. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I when Scott was here at Nate a couple of weeks ago, I only talked to him for about 15 minutes, and my mind was blown at how much he knows. How insane was that as a fresh-faced 19, 20-year-old to get an email from someone so high up in the business saying, we want you to come out here? Yeah, it was again. You don't you don't believe it. It just it doesn't quite add up. And and you look at the the resume that that Scott has. I mean, he's been around. He's he produced games for for TSN for years. He's done Olympics. You know, he ran Sportsnet uh, in its early years. He was the executive producer of Hockey Night before coming back to Sportsnet. He was instrumental in in Sportsnet getting the the National Hockey League uh, rights to the twelve year deal that they signed uh, back in November of of 2013. Um, it's it's just it's 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 intimidating in, in one regard. And I remember sitting down in, in his office in, in Toronto and having a conversation with him, and and it's just it's it's almost a, a blur in a way, and and you just you're, you're not too sure what to think and, and what does he think of you, and, and is this really going to work out? Like you know, can this really you know be happening? But um, I, I gotta I gotta say he's he's one of the guys that yes he's he's got a pretty significant title and, and he's very high up as far as sports media goes, but. Being able to talk with him, and I'm sure you found that way too. Like he's he's very approachable, and and for a guy that has the title that, that he has, you know, I remember living in in Toronto and being in the newsroom, and you'd often see him coming down into the newsroom into the highlight zone, just shooting the breeze with different guys down there. And there's not a lot of bosses in in any industry really that 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 go and do that. So see, he certainly goes the, the extra mile to to be approachable approachable with his employees, and I, I think that certainly translates then into people in Sportsnet wanting to wanting to, to give everything that they have and, and trying to put the best content out on, on television or, or web or radio or whichever platform uh, that a certain person works in with a company. And, and of course, it, it all starts with, with having some, some good leadership, and, and he obviously does. So to get an email like that from him was, was an absolute whirlwind, and, and who knows? You know, I had no idea that, that it would lead to, to all of this that, that's happened happened since but at the time I just I, I, you know you just you start shaking right and, and I was trying to talk to my parents afterwards and explain to them what happened and it was it was <laughs> it was tough to do because they're like there's no way this is this is uh, this could be true so and we 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 joked about it ever since and then I know he, he likes telling that story at, at my expense but but I don't mind it was it was a, a pretty neat moment for sure yeah for sure so we kind of talked about you know Lindsay English the people at Sate Scott Moore that kind of got you rolling on your career and then we also talked before about some of the challenges you faced is there anyone right now in the industry that's kind of been able to like mentor you or kind of like be someone you know to go to when you do have challenges like this yeah i've been you know this is a a really good business once once you get into it and there are a lot of 
uh, terrific people that that they're behind the scenes or or that do you know that that report that that host that 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 are in front of the camera and of course that you know viewers across Canada would would recognize and and know and and they've all been been so good to me when I'm you know as I'm coming in and of course I have questions and and getting used to used to the routine and and what it takes to to do this on a day to day basis and and how to handle it appropriately and and professionally and and do everything you can to to be successful at it. Um, there's there's a lot of names that, that come to mind that have helped me along the way, but um, I remember it would have been my third or, or fourth day with, with Sportsnet. I, I went out to uh, Shadow and Rash Madani. We went out to a, a lease practice, so I met him at his, his condo in downtown Toronto, and, and we drove out to, to the MasterCard Center there for, for Toronto practice, and, and we just hit it off right away, and, and we've been we've been really good friends since. I think he's he's a guy who, you know, honestly, and I'm not, not being biased just because we work for the, the same company, and um, for the same team, but I, I think honestly, he's he's probably the best reporter that, that this country has when it comes to to television reporting. He can you can put him in any situation: a Stanley Cup final, a Super Bowl, a Grey Cup, um, Wimbledon, uh, the Masters, what have you, the World Series. He's doing the NLCS right now between the the Cubs and Dodgers, and and he can deliver. He knows what he's talking about, and and he can provide an an insight that that a lot of people can't. His storytelling is is so powerful, and and. And it's something that, that, that I certainly looked up, up to and, and, and him along with a lot of other guys, you just you try to watch their content that every time you see it on, on TV or if it's posted online and, and you try to just take one or two things from, from what they're doing and, okay, so this is what they're doing. How can I apply that to, to what I'm doing? And, and you go from there and it's just, it's all about learning. And he was one guy that, you know, you can, you can call up and say, you know, when I started first doing like live events, I remember calling him up and saying like, like what, what should I expect here? Like what, what's, What's kind of the the goal, and and you know what 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 should my approach be here if I want this to work? And and he's been been very good, and and his door is always open, if you will, and, and and helping me out. And I think for for a lot of a lot of young young journalists that are that are coming into this business, you know, he, he's one guy of 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 a of, of plenty that you can look at for for people that 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 know what they're doing, and and that you can try to model uh, what you're doing after, but uh, him for sure is, is one guy that I looked up to, and, and I think a lot of young young people getting into the business should look up to as well. Yeah, I definitely think Arash in specific gets almost like underappreciated because he can give you like a good sports clip from Sportsnet Central. He can give you a witty comment, but then you also from time to time see these like beautiful essays he does, and he's like, a, like you said, a very, very good storyteller. He's definitely someone I look up to as well. Exactly. He can. He's he's got a great sense of humor. He he brings a, an element that that again, not not a lot of people can. But, and as as you said, the, the essays that he's done over the year, like he was he was down in the Olympics in, in Rio, and and the essay that that he did once once that ended uh, at the closing ceremonies, it was it was tremendous. It can it completely capture just the the essence that that those two weeks in 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 Rio were were all about, and um and and. Uh, on the flip side of that, I mean, you know, you I heard, heard him on Tim and said yesterday, and, and you know, they're they're cracking jokes about about the weather out in Los Angeles and and Chavez Ravine. Like he's he's, he's so so many different facets to, to his repertoire and 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 what he brings to the the table as far as reporting goes. Like it's it, again, it's a huge reason why like, you, you see it all right there about about why you know I certainly look up to him and 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 respect the heck out of him and and why I think uh, a, a lot of people should and and he. He is a little underappreciated, and I, I, I agree completely. And I don't, not really too sure why, but 
I think now as, as, as maybe people are starting to catch on a little more and more, I think they're, they're understanding what, what he can do as well. And then he does, he does radio too. When, when Bob McCallum goes on vacation, he's often the guy that comes in and, and, and fills his chair and, and he'll do, he'll do talk radio for three hours. He'll open the phone lines for the first hour and he'll talk with callers. Like it's, it, it's really, really impressive. The, his ability to transition from one thing to the next and, and, and to do it seamlessly. Yeah. Um, you kind of talked about how like getting to meet him for the first time and going to him for advice for live events. Has there been one moment in your career, whether it's an interview, getting to cover an event, just meeting someone behind the scenes that made you stop and go kind of like, wow, this is what I get to do for my career. Like this is my life. Um, I'm sure there's probably there's, a lot. There's Yeah, there's there's a few like, you know, there's there's a, a, a lot of firsts, like, you know, covering covering my first Leaf game at, at the Air Canada Centre. I mean, that was kind of neat just being in, in that building. You know, for me, growing up watching the Leafs every Saturday night on, on Hockey Night in Canada and, and seeing the Air Canada Centre and, and to set up in, in the media box there for the, the first time, I mean, I mean that was kind of neat. And, and I guess, you know, most recently I, I did uh, the first round of the playoffs uh, between New York and, and Pittsburgh, and we were in the Madison Square Garden there for – for game three and, and the Penguins won and, and I wound up getting uh, you know a post-game walk-off interview with, with Sidney Crosby and then when that was over it was like okay here we are it's the Stanley Cup playoffs I just interviewed the best player and on, on the planet at, at the most world's most famous arena uh, following a, a win you know I thought that was that was pretty neat as well like there's there's a number of moments that I've been fortunate enough in in my short time in the industry that I can look back on and like you know what that was that was pretty special, and, and I think it's just it's important when you first get into this business because it's it's easy to kind of see the other side of things and, and view it as, as work all the time, and, and you know how much how much time that you spend trying to trying to do the best that you can and, and be as well prepared as you can, and, and and to just be around it as much as much as possible. You know, it's important to sit back and, and realize you know how how fortunate we are to to be in a situation like this and be able to go and, and just sit and watch a, a sporting event and then go talk to the athletes afterwards. And I don't know if there's, there's much better, better job than that. I, I certainly can say that, that I haven't worked a day in my life yet since graduating post-secondary. Yeah, that's always kind of the cliche you hear, right? Do something you love. You never work a day in your life. But it is true when you get to do stuff like you get to do. That is awesome. It is, yeah. Because, you know, the, the way I look at it, there's a lot of people in, in this world that, that work during the day, that work 9 to 5 so that they can afford to go watch, you know, their favorite, favorite team play at, at seven o'clock and and you know for for people in in this industry you know i i get to go that my job is to go to that game at, at seven o'clock and and that's that's where i i make my living is to go and and watch those things and and what's entertainment for for people that that work other jobs it's also entertainment for me but it's, it's also what i can call a career so it's it's, it's really <laughs> it's tough to get much better than that tyler yeah definitely so you kind of said, you know, getting to interview the best player in the world in the most famous arena, that's stuff that most people, that's their end goal pretty much. But you're getting to do it so early in your career. So 10 years from now, is there like a goal? Is there somewhere you want to be? You know, it's a great question. When I, when I first got into this, like I, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but like I wanted to I wanted to be on the anchor desk. I wanted to be reading highlights every night. I wanted to be on the, the morning loop the next day that, you know, people got up in, in the morning and, and tune into before going to work or, or school or or what have you, but you know, now that I've gotten into into this into the position I am now, and and have been able to to be be at games and and to be be covering events and and to, to see it all firsthand, it's it's pretty cool. I'm I'm, I'm really happy with, with where where I am right now. Um, it's been it's been kind of hectic 
running around, go, going from Toronto to Ottawa, and now now Montreal. My my poor girlfriend that's that's along for the ride. God bless her for for sticking it out with me. Um, but it's it's just tough to say. Like ten years from now, you just you just don't know what this what this business is going to look like. You know, with the the emergence of of uh, the online immediacy immediacy and and social media and everything. It's it's tough to know where where this business is going and what everything's going to look like. So um, for me, I'm just trying to enjoy it now, you know, as much as I can and, and try to get as much experience and to do as much things as I can um, to, at at this point in my in my career. And, and I guess ten years now down the road, it would be nice to be settled up somewhere where we can kind of drop the anchor and you can you can also build a life outside of work away from that as well. But but for now, you know, I'm 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 young and, and I'm fortunate enough to, to be able to, to do a bit of traveling around and, and covering these things with with work. So I, I'm I'm happier than than heck at this point. But but down the road, it's really tough to say where where this business is going and where I could potentially end up. So uh, we'll just we'll see where it goes. And I got to enjoy every moment that I can right now. Yeah, you kind of you mentioned there just to kind of switch tops a little bit. The changing of the industry into such like an online type thing and. Uh, there's so many non-traditional people making it. Um, the first one that obviously comes to mind when anyone thinks of this is Steve Dangle. And, you know, everyone's so focused on online. Your Twitter account's so important. Do you think these kind of changes to a not-so-traditional sports media, do you think that's for the better? Well, it's, it certainly changes the the way you approach things because now, like, you're you're always on, if you will, like, you know, at any moment, something can break and, and something can appear on Twitter and then everyone starts reacting to it from there. And, and the fallout, you know, happens from, from that point. It's just, it's, it's crazy. It's become so much more of a, a 24 seven job because you never know when you're going to, you're going to see a tweet or, or get an email. And, and then all of a sudden you're, you're right back at it and you're, you're off to work covering whatever, a big trade or an injury or, or something like that. Like it's, 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 it's great for the, the immediacy perspective. And, and it's great that, you know, if there's a lot more exposure to players, a lot more access to to, to players' lives from from a fan's perspective, and then to be able to see their their favorite athletes, you know, on on things like Instagram and, and Twitter, and being able to, to connect with them and interact with them in in ways that, that that they never before could, and and of course with with people to work in the media, and and you know, often that there's there's a lot of there's a lot of junk out there on Twitter, but you know, it is it is good seeing you know sometimes. Every, every now and then on Twitter, you know, you'll you'll have someone you know tweet at you, just kind of asking a question like, "Hey, you know, what's looking for clarification on on this a penalty in the game or explanation on on someone that said this?" And to just be able to have that back and forth and 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 stuff like that that you wouldn't be able to do otherwise twenty thirty years ago. I think that's very much a a good thing for the industry and and for for sports in general. But of course, with that, you know, there's you're you're never you're never off. You know, everyone talks about you know you never want to. You always want to be careful around around a live mic, and now you basically got to be careful twenty four seven because you never know who's walking by with a camera, who's walking by with this, that, and the other, who might see this. But now, all of a sudden, it's online somewhere. It's it's crazy. It's a twenty four seven job, and you, and you always got to be be guarded and on alert. And it's even more so for for athletes today because, of course, there's there's so much on the line, and and we've we've seen situations where where athletes have gotten themselves in, into trouble, and all of a sudden something services on on Twitter and, and it explodes from there and the, the fallout is usually usually not very good. So I think there's there's good and bad with, with the, just the immediacy and, and the exposure that, that everyone can have now with the emergence of social media and, and everything online. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. With all the changes going on, what advice would you give to a young person like myself who's still under 20 who's trying to get into the industry of sports media and sports broadcasting? Well, you know, again, I, I go back to, to my time at 
at Satan, and it was just about taking every opportunity I, I could possible. I never envisioned myself doing play-by-play for, for a volleyball game or a basketball game, but it was an opportunity to do something different and, and to get some reps in and, and to practice, and, and it led me to then meeting someone like Lindsay, who then it led to an opportunity like Sportsnet and, and all of there. Like you just you never know who, who you're going to meet and, and who they know and, and, and what could transfer or what could transpire uh, because of that, like you just, you always got to keep your options open, uh, open rather. Um, you know, you just, it's about getting reps and, and getting experience and, and doing different things because that's so important when, when you're trying to apply for jobs and to be able to say, well, I, I did this, 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 and this. Um, it, it certainly goes, goes a long way, but certainly, you know, early on in your career, you, you want to take as, take advantage of as many opportunities as, as you can. You know, there's, I, I know in, in, in my class in, in Calgary, there was a lot of local students that were, they were in my class there, and, and a lot of them were, were hesitant to, to move outside of Calgary. They just wanted to, to stay where it was, it was comfortable and, and, and in an area that they knew. And that ended up hurting them in the end because, of course, coming out of school, it's, it's tough to get you know, a job in, in a city like Calgary. Usually you've got to go somewhere, somewhere smaller and, and to get a start and, and to build a bit of a foundation. So if you're willing to go do that and, and to put in the work and, and understand that it, it is a bit of a process and, and understand that, you know, okay, right off the hop, the pay isn't going to be great. You're not going to be enjoying, you know, five-star meals and nice, uh, you know, strip loin steaks every every week. Um, you know, it, it, it will pay off and, and, and the right opportunity will come down the road and eventually you'll get in a position where, where you're happy and you're doing what you love to do and, and you'll have yourself uh, – a nice lifestyle. I think that's that's the most important thing because if you're if you're going to go into it, you know, just wanting to to do with what's comfortable and, and not stray too far from the path, it it can hurt you a, a little bit in the end. I think it's just the 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 ability to say yes to different opportunities and, and different experiences pays huge dividends down the road because, like, as I said, you just you never know who you're going to meet and you never know uh, what kind of connections that that person might have. And and you know, with my story and getting to Sportsnet, it was it was a prime example of that. Yeah, all right. Well, that's all the time we have right now. Thank you so much for joining me, Kyle. This was awesome. A lot of great advice and stories in there that I'm sure will help a lot of future broadcasters get going and kind of get the right mindset. So thanks a bunch for joining me, man. Hey, no problem, Tyler. It was my pleasure. That was the Off the Mic podcast with me, Tyler Uremchuk, and Sportsnet's very own Kyle Bukoskis, their Montreal Canadiens ringside reporter. If you want to follow Kyle on Twitter, you can do so. His handle is at SNKyleBukoskis. B-U-K-A-U-S-K-A-S. Another reminder that you can find me online at btihockey.com or on Twitter at Ty89Yar, T-Y-89-Y-A-R. Hope you enjoyed the chat and another huge thank you to Kyle Bukoskis for joining me. I will see you on the next show. You just listened to an episode of the Off Mic Podcast produced by Nate Radio and Television Students. Catch other episodes on Podbeam, iTunes, and NR92 on SoundCloud.